Welcome to track number seven of Loyalty in the Mega Church. Suffering, number three. Pain, number four. Disgrace, number five. Tiredness, number six. Hunger. These are the characteristics of giving birth. Amen. Any woman who has given birth should stand up and tell me that what I'm saying is not true. You will suffer. It will take a long time. You will be disgraced. You have pain. Amen. You will be hungry. Hallelujah. Right. Now let's move on to the next ministry. The feeding ministry. The feeding ministry of the shepherd. Turn your Bible to Micah chapter 7. Can you find Micah? What page is it? The feeding ministry. Micah chapter 7. Verse 14. Feed thy people with thy rod. This is the rod of the pastor and the shepherd. The flock of thine heritage, which dwells solitarily in the wood, in the midst of Camel. Let them feed in Bashan and in Gilead, as in the days of old. According to the days of Egypt, of thy coming out of the land of Egypt, I will show unto him marvelous things. Feed thy people with thy rod. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible is telling us we should feed God's people with the rod. I said with the rod. I said with the rod. I said with the rod. One of the chief tasks of a shepherd and of a pastor is the feeding ministry. Teaching and preaching. Write this statement down. The authority to lead is given to those with the ability to feed. The authority to lead is given to those with the ability to feed it's a very deep statement the authority to lead is given to those with the ability to feed when you have the ability to feed somebody you have a certain authority over his life that will enable you to lead him without being able to feed you often you don't feed me so you don't have any even in the natural your mother and your father who feed you they have a certain authority over your life and it's the same thing i have authority over you because i'm feeding you now that's what gives me the ability to stay ahead and to lead you still when i no longer have the ability to feed you I begin to lose the authority and the power 
and the ability also to lead you. If you want to be a shepherd and be able to lead people, they must look to you and see within you the words of God, the words of wisdom, the word of the Most High coming forth out of you. Something deeper than they knew. Something more than they knew. Even if they knew it's something with a new insight and a special revelation or something that feeds them. That is what gives you the authority to be a pastor. I hope you are understanding what I'm saying. Very, very important. It is the ability to feel. When you have nothing to say, you have no one to lead. Write it down. When you have nothing to say, you have no one to lead. Praise the Lord. When you have nothing to say, you have no one to lead. Amen. Is that what I said? When you have nothing to say, you have no one to lead. Amen. When you have the ability to feed, and I want all of us, let me tell you, if you're going to be a minister, whether prophet, teacher, whatever you do, one of the things, important things you know, you must, need, you must know how to do is how to feed, how to preach, how to teach. Amen. Amen. How to share the word. You know, one of the things that you can learn from me is how to preach. End of story. Amen. Because I'm preaching and I don't know whether my preaching is good or not, but whatever the preaching is, it results from it. One of the things that you can decide to learn, the cardinal thing that every pastor and minister needs is the ability to preach. Look at all the great preachers, the great pastors who have a lot of people in their churches. What is the one thing that you can find common to all of them? They are all good preachers. Look at Bishop Duncan Williams. He's a very good preacher. When he preaches, you'll be inspired. Look at uh, Reverend Mensah. He's a very good preacher. When he preaches, you'll be inspired. Look at Reverend Eastwood but When he preaches, I mean, you'll be blessed. You know, even if he comes to do these Holy Ghost things after, even the preaching... You will be blessed. The preaching. Every great man of God who is really great, you'll find that within him is that ability to feed and to preach. And the authority to lead is given to those who have the ability to feed. So every one of you raise up your hand and say, I want the ability to feed. I want the ability to feed. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I will learn, I'm ready to learn how to feed, what to say in Jesus' name. Let me give you some keys on how to develop a powerful feeding ministry. Amen. How to develop a powerful feeding ministry ministry. Number one, you must, these are keys to developing a powerful feeding ministry. Every great pastor and every great man of God, one of the cardinal features about that person, he has the ability to feed. And that is what gives him authority over so many people. Listen carefully. The fact I'm showing you Keys to developing your feeding ministry. Number one, preach out of your heart. 
Yesterday night, or two nights ago, I was sleeping in my room with Pastor Kakra, and he said something. He often tells me things that I have even forgotten that I said. And he said, one thing that I told him many years ago, that has really affected him and that has really helped him in his ability to preach, is I told him to preach out of his heart. Preach from your heart. Don't preach from your mind or other things. Preach from the bottom of your heart. In Psalm 30 verse 1 it says, Well, I think I have the wrong verse here. I don't know what's happening. Uh, right, I'll find it, but no problem. But it says, out of the heart, out of the depths. Amen. Alright. 130, sorry. 130, yeah? Okay. Let's check it. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Psalm 130. Verse 1. What does it say there? Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Amen. Amen. Every pastor and good shepherd must know how to preach from you. Never come. If you are going to teach something about, let's say, fornication, and you are fornicating, don't preach about it. Don't, don't talk about it at all. Because it won't be from your heart. You are just saying something. Amen. How many shepherds have been preaching about fornication? I know some shepherds have been preaching about, yeah. Don't say it if you know that you are. Because you are just talking. Amen. Anything that is not from your heart, don't talk about it at all. Because you don't believe it. You don't mean it. And when you don't believe it, we know. I mean, that's why some people, I won't vote for them. Because when they talk, I don't feel that they are speaking from their heart about the love that they have for the nation. I don't, I don't get that feeling just by listening to them. That's why I, I find it because I don't... Be, my father, my father was a, a politician. After the election... He told me that if any politician tells you that he's doing all these things for the love of the nation, I am telling you that he's lying. <laughs> Many of them don't be, but that is, that is, that I believe that if you do something out of your heart, people can see through. And if you want to develop a good ministry, you are coming to share, the thing must be in your heart. You cannot, all these things that I'm doing, the only reason why I have got points here is because I'm preaching for four days and it's so many different, different, different. If I don't write it down, I will not even remember. But it's, it's all in my heart. It's all in my heart. And I'm speaking from the bottom, from the depth of my heart. I'm talking about things that I, I know and have experienced, not things that are theories. That is why every teacher and lecturer in Anakazo Bible Training Center... Have I told you about Anakazo Bible Training Center? 
If you want to apply to Anakazo Bible Training Center, please see Reverend Saki immediately after the service. Amen. Amen. Every lecturer at the Bible school must be somebody who has practically been a pastor, not somebody with theories. You must have been in the thing. So that when you are teaching people about how to be a pastor, and I'm teaching you how to be a pastor, so I'm speaking from, from experience. Having been to Bible school, you know that. Which Bible school did I go to? Pardon? You don't know. What? No, I haven't been to any Bible school. I'm preaching from my heart. Bible school of the Spirit. What I'm teaching you about being a pastor, I'm not teaching you the notes that I have from the Bible school seminary. I'm teaching you from the bottom of my heart how I have seen pastor, sheep, shepherds, the work. I've done it. I've been tired. I've used energy. I've used time. And I'm telling you my experience. I'm speaking from my heart. I don't even have to know it. In fact, this last thing that I told you about, I don't have any notes about it. This work, ministry is work. I'm just speaking extemporaneously. The next thing you need to do if you want to be a good preacher, speak, preach, learn to preach extemporaneously. Extemporaneously. E-X-T-E, extempor. M-P-O-R-A-N-E-O-U-S-L-Y. Extemporaneous preaching. It means three things. Number one, informal. Number two, unrehearsed. And number three, imp- unprompted. Impromptu, if you like. Informal. Amen. You've got to learn how to speak in not to a formal way. Because if I want to speak in a very formal way, there are certain words I wouldn't use. Like queer, hey. No, I have to speak proper English. I wouldn't add gun to what I'm saying. Because formals, you don't you don't do that. Amen. 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 Are you listening to what I'm saying? If you want your speaking and your preaching to stir people up, learn to speak extemporaneously. Forget about your speech. Can't you see the speeches that Rollins has? He has two parts, part A and part B. Part A is the one that he reads all the things that he has written. Then after that, he puts that one aside and begins to speak extemporaneously. And if you will notice, it is those extemporaneous speeches which cause a lot of trouble. <laughs> Everybody remembers all the things that he said when he was speaking extemporaneously. When he's reading the official ones and the budget this and this, that, and various formal things, and he'll be using his slangs and he'll be saying, and after that, then he'll put it aside. In your mime. Then he will start to speak and talk and talk and talk. We talk about freedom and justice. How can a man who was, he was in his fishing boat and somebody came to steal his fishing uh, 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 motor and he tried to kill the person to save his life. We are talking about justice here. I've looked into this matter and I've asked them to look into that matter. Why that man should be arrested? Hey. 
What is a man talking about? Freedom and justice, who? A life. This man, this that you talk. Remember freedom and justice when he was speaking? He said, talk about something, economic sabotage, justice and freedom. Yeah. And this man, he has no change, though. He has no change, though. <laughs> this guy, he's speaking from his heart. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I remember that one too. Before election, <laughs> he said that some people almost say, "Uh huh." He said that the people say that he is going around uh, in me inaugurating projects in Kitikiti or countryside. The opposition said that he is just going around the countryside inaugurating small, small projects. Almost saying, "Shono, we here." Uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, 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 if it was the revolution time, he would have caught all of them and make them go and drink the water so that they would get guinea worm and they would say that water is important. <laughs> this is extemporaneous preaching. <laughs> That's the one which causes trouble. Hallelujah. <laughs> because officially, you can't stand and say that these people, they are lucky. If it was revolution time, I would catch Kufu and all of these people and take them to go and drink their water so that they will get guinea worm. Then they will see that in Sionu. In fact, it's what? Yeah, in fact. Then they will see that in Sionu. <laughs> Look, do you know something? The preaching that will make people think, talk, listen, is the one that you are saying from your heart. As for the official speech, that's when it doesn't do much. But when you start to speak from your heart and you start to convince people, and all of you have the ability to convince, especially the men, that inborn ability to capture at least one woman in your lifetime is an ability you can translate into spiritual things. <laughs> Sometimes you see some quiet brothers like Pastor Hamish. And we wonder that this man at all, which sister can he rap? We were surprised. We realized there was a certain sister that he had maneuvered. And before we could say Jack Robinson, he had captured her. And we used to wonder what type of words. Every man has the ability to capture at least one woman in his lifetime. Translate that ability into spiritual abilities hallelujah use it for preaching and teaching write it down every man has the ability to capture at least one woman in his lifetime use the ability translate that ability into spiritual things and use it to minister to people Amen. Amen the men. Amen the ladies. And ladies, when you have been married, you have the ability to twist the necks of your heads. The, head, the husband is the head, but the wife is the neck. You may not be the official head, but you are there. There are some wives in town, they are more powerful even than 
the official heads. They are dangerous. You cross their path, you are dead. They have the power. Officially, they have they are nothing. And they have the extra hewale. Every woman has the ability. You must use your charm. If you are a, a, a woman and you are ministry, you must use your charm. You must, you, must use the, you must use what God has given you. And you must sway the hearts of the men and the women also to serve the Lord. Use your gentleness. Minister to them. Amen. Even the voice. Amen. Everybody will say amen. If you have to shout. Just the voice. Glory. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Women are powerful. Oh. There are some NGOs in town. Just NGO. NGO like remember the poor. More powerful than even political parties in town. Power of women. Hallelujah. Let's go on. How many points do you have to develop your feeding ministry? Number one is what? Preach what? Out of your heart. Number two? Extemporaneous preaching. What does extemporaneous mean? Unrehearsed and never turn down a preaching appointment. Write it down. Never turn down a preaching appointment. When you are asked to come and preach, never say, I won't go. Even if it's at the last hour, just go. Even if you come to church and they say, I call you right now, I say, come and preach. You can preach. I say, you can preach. I say, you can preach. Just go up there and start. Amen. When you start preaching, the preaching begins to flow. Never turn down a preaching appointment. Those of the best preachings are the ones that you don't prepare. Sometimes the ones that you prepare become a beast. The preparation becomes confusing. The next thing. Preach in a charismatic way. Charismatic way. All shepherds must preach in a charismatic way. You must have preaching from the heart. Extemporaneous preaching and charismatic. Charismatic preaching means spirit inspired preaching preaching that the spirit is leading you to preach sometimes you are prepared or sometimes you are just going to speak but the spirit will even inspire you to rather talk about a certain area sometimes you'll be preaching you get to a point and it's like the spirit is inspiring you in that area learn to flow with the spirit never follow your own thing because it is the holy ghost who actually anoints the preaching the next one is you must preach in an orderly fashion. Orderly. Amen. Now, when we say orderly, it means one thing. Orderly preaching means you must preach, hallelujah, with points. Now, when your points are more or less than three, three or less points, you don't have to even 
write it down. It should be in your heart. Anything that's less than three points, you shouldn't even write it down. I mean, you can write it down, but it should be something that you won't even look at. Anything which has three or less points. When the points are more like 15 or 20, then it's a different thing. Amen. So you must learn to preach from your heart. So me, I can preach sermons with three points very easily. I don't even bring notes. I, I mean, when I'm going to preach, I, I never, sometimes I don't even take a Bible. You can put me on the stage and say, start preaching now, start, start preaching. Amen. When the points are like that, it should be, and let me tell you, if the thing you have, you are going to preach a sermon, let's say you are going to preach about um, three reasons why you should, maybe you are going to preach about your heart, okay? That everybody should have a good heart. Then as you, you talk for some time, and say, okay, now I want to show you three reasons why if you don't have a good heart, it will take you to hell. Those are only three. It should be in your heart. It should be something that can come out easily. As you speak, you speak, you speak. Because already from your heart, then the second one comes. As you speak, you speak, you speak. You realize that. Then the third one comes naturally. They just flow together. And it should just flow out of you. And you should, the person should be able to see number one is this. Number two is this. Number three is this. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's very, very, very important. And the reason why I'm saying that even you don't have to write it down is because some people preach, they have so much notes and so much points that the preaching is not nice anymore. And when you are going to preach somewhere for only one time, never preach a point with a sermon with ten points or seven points. Not more than three points. That's one I'm giving you personal advice. You have been invited anywhere to preach and you take yourself that I'm giving you seven this, why this, fourteen this, why this. The whole preaching will, will get spoiled. That is just a personal tip. You can write it down, please. Amen. For those who care. Amen. Never turn down a preaching appointment. Always preach as inspired and directed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. We are finishing the key, I tell you. Keys to developing your ministry. Amen. The next thing is that you must preach with emotion. Emotion. Every good film, I heard, an, I heard some people talking about it. Every good film has some things in it. Number one, you see that it has things that make you happy. Things that make you sad. Things that make you cry. Things that are unfortunate. Things that are exciting. Otherwise, the film is not nice. Mention any nice film that you know. Rambo. Do you know Rambo? How many have watched Rambo? Give me a wave. Good. Do you remember the story? Rambo went to kill a lot of people. And then a woman came to save him. A woman was fighting with him. Rambo 1 or Rambo 2. I don't know which one it is. Do you remember that film? <laughs> no, it's Rambo 2. Anyway. And then a woman was sent to and the woman was saving. Do you remember how you don't... And in the, as he was going, the woman was shot. And he buried the woman. And he went back to save the Vietnamese prisoners. Do you remember? As you watch that film, it's a very good film. The reason why you know it here in Ghana and West Africa is because it's a very good film. 
And one of the reasons why it's a very good film, there's no sex in that film or anything like that. There's nothing like that. Just for, but it mixed with emotions of sadness. And then the, the woman is killed and everybody becomes sad and victory. Then this and so all those emotions, you follow the thing until the end and realize you've been deceived. All our films. <laughs> for two hours you've been watching at the end of it, you realize you've been deceived. It's because of the emotions that go up and down and up and different things. And some people come and preach and you see them just talking. Alright, the next reason why you must do this is this. The next reason why you must do this. If I was preaching like that, like we would all be dead. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I'm preaching at times we are sad. Maybe I'm telling you something. The whole place becomes quiet. Then after that I say this. Then after that we are happy then after that we are sad then after we have victory we are excited and as you keep preaching the emotions rise and fall with the preaching when you just stand there and say I want to share with you these four, 14 reasons why you must do this let us take our pens and write down the first reason we shall all die in the church and you see some people they are preaching that is how their preaching is they will come and stand. We want to take the first point. The first point is what? Is what? The first point of salvation is what? And you realize that we don't understand what you are saying. Let me tell you, every pastor who has a big church is a good preacher. Pastors with small churches, often they are not good preachers. Or they are now coming. These are the two options. Why they don't pray? And I can give you 25 reasons why. Maybe the church is also not working. Amen. Are you listening to me? So, the next thing is you must vary the tone of your voice. When you just preach all the time in the same monotone, and some people's voice is like, like that. I want to share with you the 14 reasons why you must be a successful Christian in this life. Amen. The first reason is that so that you'll be blessed. Amen. Second reason is so that you'll be excited. Amen. Third reason is so that you'll be happy in the eyes of the Lord. Happiness is from God. Fourth reason is that so that you'll go forward in the things of this life. And the fifth reason is that when you talk like that, even your voice is some way. And if your pastor or I call you and I tell you that your preaching is someone I want to call you, do not be annoyed. When you become irritated, when somebody is trying to help you, you are not a son. You are something else. That is why you get annoyed. We are only trying to help you if we are trying to talk about your preaching or how you are doing things. This message continues on the next track. Keep listening.